0: All right, got spring ball done, okay. But we got a lot of work to do,
1: and you're gonna get exactly what you earn nothing more, nothing less. And uh, so for me, I used it, try to use it as an opportunity with the players to let them
0: know, you know, y'all know, I just had Adrian Peterson sitting up in my office now, right,
1: with his with two kids, he's got two little boys, Axel and, and Adrian Jr. And for me, because I've talked to our players about it many times, I want. That 35, 40 year old version of you want to, be able to come back here and hug my neck. Bring your children because you loved your college experience, because people treated you the right way, because they didn't use you, okay? They empowered you and equipped you, not entitled you. It's a good clip there from BV. We've just added a new Axel to the party, Axel Peterson.
0: Yeah, we need to make it a habit of getting Axels on campus. General Axel Booty here is here. If we could get Axel Peterson on, I, I'll, I'll take my chances with that one.
1: So, Adrian Peterson Jr. and Axel Peterson. Now, Adrian Peterson Jr., or the second, however it is. Is that going to be AD? And dare I say, Axel Peterson is AP? Oh, no. No? No, I think that
0: uh, Axel still needs to go by AD, which, yeah. you know, there's only one small section of the country that calls him AD, not <laughs> AP. The rest of the country has not figured it out. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Right. Pretty amazing.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
0: That's like one of OU fans – if I were to say – I think I've done this before. OU fans, what are your biggest pet peeves out there? AP instead of AD would be – it'd probably rank top three. It's it's pretty – especially after all these years, man. It's not like he's been in the league for two or three years. He's been in the league since what, 2007, I guess, was his rookie season?
1: Yeah. Yep. 2007 was his rookie year. Um, like I made the mistake years. one time – Because I thought whenever someone said, I was talking to Coach Gundy about him at a practice. And I thought he either misspoke or I misheard him. And I said back later in the conversation, AP, and he corrected me right then, learned my lesson day one. Never made it again. Never made it again. But it doesn't matter how hard you pound the rest of the country over the head with it, it's never going to sink in.
0: No, which that's not shocking at all now. No, that's is fine
1: it? though. I guess you know we I guess we can have that. that's that's one thing that we get. but that's a pretty cool quote there though that's that's ultimately what you're going for, and that's what you want. Um, yeah, to to be treated such to where you want to be back around the university. Back around the guys that coached you, and um, Brent Venables also breaking the news that he'll be the head coach at OU in twenty fifty seven.
0: Hey, I I think everyone is for that at this point, right?
1: (laughs) Hasn't coached the game. He's sure confident. Hadn't even coached the game yet, and he's saying he's going to be here in uh, 35 years. I like it.
0: Which is the more interesting uh, early line for the season? OU minus five and a half at home in Bedlam, OU minus four at Iowa State on a Thursday night.
1: Which is more interesting?
0: Yeah, I mean, which which one is, I guess what's the bigger takeaway there?
1: Well, I guess the one that's more interesting is the Thursday game at ISU because I've got a pretty good idea of what I expect from Oklahoma State. I don't have much of an idea of what I expect from How Iowa State.
0: They, they, I mean, new quarterback, new playmakers everywhere. They're going to look vastly different.
1: Now, I can't believe that Fan Dual would overlook the fact that it's not a true Thursday night game in a sense that it's not a short week for Oklahoma. They've got a bye week the week before. So it's not like it's going to be a compressed work week, go up there still banged up from the Saturday game, and you're going on the road. Now, I do expect, especially if Iowa State is um, a good football team like they've been the last couple of years, I do expect that that's going to be a wild environment. Because Iowa State, they show up now. That's a, that is a really good fan base. That place will be standing room only. It's going to be wild. But I, I don't know what type of football team they have ready to back up that attendance. I mean, by that time, they will have played Iowa, obviously, and taken that guaranteed L that they get every year. They will have played Baylor. They will have played Kansas State. They will have played Texas. Um, plus, you know, Ohio, Kansas. Um, some other games like that. I think
0: what they look like in a lot of ways is immaterial in terms of that Thursday night game.
1: You know, that's, I mean that's true. You yes. know,
0: I mean whatever they look like look like against Baylor or West Virginia or Oklahoma State is probably not going to be an accurate representation of what um, what they're going to bring against OU on a Thursday night. I mean the Thursday night is kind of an interesting element all in itself. It'll probably be the biggest Iowa State home game of the year. It's still Oklahoma. I know they didn't win the conference last year, but they are still the best program in the conference. That hasn't changed. Yeah, I mean, you will get whatever the best version of Iowa State is, you'll you'll get that version on that Thursday night. That'll well, be a that's a sneaky game.
1: It is, and you know, I don't know what game we're talking about all off season. Um I guess Nebraska, right? We'll be talking about that one. We always talk about OU Texas and and State and Baylor, but Iowa State is, they've got that one circled. Uh, Thursday night, OU, uh, that's going to be, you're going to get absolutely everything they got, which by that point in the season may not be much. I don't know, but.
0: It'll, that, that, that night it'll mean something. Yeah. And, and two, I could see the small line. I, I would put it at, you know, six and a half, maybe seven, but they do have a tendency to play Oklahoma really close and in a couple of circumstances beat them. Yeah, head to head. So, has there? When's the last time OU's beaten Iowa State? Kyler by double digits. Kyler's year in twenty eighteen, and Ames they won by ten that day, right? They won
1: by ten, yeah. but they either kicked a field goal or scored fairly late in that game. Um, other than that, I feel like they've all been
0: so since twenty seventeen. I guess you've only. Yeah, 10 points is your largest margin of victory in every other game. You've had to yeah. fight it out to the very end to, to just win the thing.
1: Last year was a seven-point game. Uh, Big 12 championship before that was a six-point game. The regular season game that year, uh, third game of the year, 2020, was a, a touchdown game. Uh, 2019, where was that one? That was at home. Uh,
0: 2019 is
1: when they had to bat
0: away that two-point conversion to win yeah man
1: yep and then yeah the 10-pointer was 2018 but going back before that you um you lost it in 2017 so yeah it's been a it's been less than a touchdown game pretty crazy
0: text line says ap i think alan patrick
1: yeah, same.
0: AD's Viking teammates referred to him as AP. That's from David and Norman. I did not know that, but okay. I don't know why he didn't correct them.
1: No, uh, I don't know.
0: Biggest pet peeve is ESPN putting Texas at 6 in the FBI. I could see that, but now I really enjoy it. Every offseason that Texas is overhyped now, it's like, good. Th- that's how I know tech, or That's how I know college football season is inching, inching closer. When I see Texas after a five-win season being in a top ten preseason poll, yeah, it's it's my favorite.
1: Yep, yeah. um, I I just I just totally expect it at this point, and it's it's laugh worthy, but they get way more credit than they ever deserve, and I guess no one learns their lesson or. Probably more accurately, they don't care to learn their lesson, right? It's It's got a big fan base, and whenever you talk about it, you get both sides. You get the big fan base is eager to hear what people say about it, so they're clicking articles, and the people that are sick and tired of uh, seeing Texas rated high every year, you get that interaction as well. So it's probably – you know, the joke's on us, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Texas, by the way, this was from a tweet from Unnecessary, uh, Unnecessary Roughness, which is a – that's a barstool pod. I believe that's a barstool pod. And they tweeted this out on uh, – I think it was Saturday – SEC will most likely move to a pods instead of divisions once Texas plus OU join. Okay, mm-hmm. four teams per pod. You play the three teams in your pod every year. Six other conference games, and then this one says according to at Horns 24/7, Texas A&M has made it clear they do not want to be in the same pod as Texas. <laughs> Now, I have not verified that, so if I'm getting trolled on this tweet, text line, I know that you'll uh, let me know on that, but I uh, I, I kind of ran with this because it does not shock me at all that AM wouldn't want to be in the same pot as Texas. It's
1: so funny. Uh, I guess I, I'm i trying to think if, if it's true, maybe there's a little bit of good there that we at least have a chance. To ha- be in a pod with somebody that we ha- ha- don't have some long-standing relationship what, with,
0: you know what? In the, in just the thought of that seems really exciting because we're kind of down to the point now where all right, if it's pods, it's going to be OU, A and M, Texas, and then either Missouri or Arkansas. Yeah. But if for some reason they put OU with Ole Miss, and not that Ole Miss has like some great tradition, but the thought of that seems so much more exciting to me than a Missouri or you know a team like like. The thought of being in a pod with Ole Miss sounds actually sounds a lot like a lot of fun.
1: Well, here's the thing, if you have a pod with OU Texas, say it's Arkansas and Missouri. And maybe this is a good thing, but you've got 3 games every year with 3 teams that over the last decade haven't done diddly-poo. Um Arkansas, yes, they have it turned around right now. But am I to believe that there's some legitimate staying power there? I kind of feel like there is, Yeah. but history would tell me maybe not so fast. Missouri, we know what that is. Just always going to be a – It's a
0: revolving door yeah, of coaches.
1: That, that's right. And, you know, Texas is going to be like, – I wouldn't mind not being in a pod with Texas. And just having that as a crossover game, and because it, it, here's my reasoning. In, in my opinion, it makes more sense to have a crossover game at a neutral site than one of your your three pod games that you play every single year. I'd rather have someone in that pod yeah. that we can travel to and and I'm host. Fine with that. But I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter. I just hope that the pod, I love the pod idea. And if they do it right, it makes awesome sense if they do the scheduling in a, in a manner in which you see every single team every four-year cycle. Right, because that's how it should work.
0: It, it 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 by far it makes more sense than any other divisions, non divisions, whatever. It, it it makes too much sense. And, and people can't complain about getting favorable well, I mean, I'm sure that they still will. Right. But it's gonna be harder to complain about favorable scheduling because you have a system of the teams that mm-hmm. roll through, you know? Yeah. I I'm, love it.
1: I'm trying to remember, did we um is it you? You Do you see every team every four years, or do you see every team home and away every four years in the SEC, the way we, we kind of structured it with the four? Yeah,
0: um, I, I guess this is under the thought that they're going to expand to one more conference game once OU and Texas join the league, right? Because they play, they play four that's non-con said, six con games. Yeah, so I think it was four, just see each team every four years, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I
1: think that's right. I think that's right. Which – you, that's what you want you want to see every because you you look at a typical kid that's playing college football I uh, it would it just makes sense that every every kid gets to see or play every SEC team during the cycle that he's in school right that that makes sense that way. I hope they do it like that but my gut tells me that, they're going to find a way through the pod system to make all the good teams avoid each other. That's my fear.
0: By the way, um, yeah, a and AD was laughing at that tweet by unnecessary uh, roughness by uh, Barstool. He said, LOL, sources.
1: That's funny. Um, he's just... Or
0: actually two laughing emojis, sources, with the two face palms after that.
1: Well, I don't think he understands that the joke is on him not that there's not that there's any like real validity to it like someone actually said that it's it's more likely just a joke saying that that is what he would say hey <laughs> you know
0: texas uh you're not i mean we're laugh at you too if you flipped it around and said that texas doesn't want to be in a pod with a&m i'd be inclined to believe that too
1: i know they don't want to be in a pod with each other it it makes sense from their point of view if you're scared of playing somebody. Because if, if they can avoid playing another in-state school that you fear losing and losing that recruiting battle, losing the upper hand in that recruiting battle, then it's probably mutually beneficial for both of them to not play that game. But it's still totally ridiculous, right?
0: It's just funny to me. Like I, I could see it, an instance for Auburn saying, look, I, this is brutal. We do not want to be in the same pod with <laughs> Alabama. Or Georgia Tech saying, all right, really? I mean, we just don't want to play Georgia every year. But it's A&M and Texas not wanting to play each other. Two perennial underachievers. Essentially every single year. They're scared of one another. Again, for everything that state says it is when it comes to football, it's not reality whatsoever. Um, this is a total made-up rivalry that has not mattered but maybe a handful of times in the past 75 years. It's a total joke, man, and it says everything about the, the two programs that you need to know. They're too scared to play one another when A&M's lucky to win four games most years and Texas goes 5-7 and seven and loses to Kansas at home.
1: Here's how the conversation goes. A.D. walks in to either, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher or Sarkeesian. Hey, you know, we're really trying hard to make sure that we're in different pods to where we don't have to play Texas or Texas A&M every year. That way, you know, we don't have to worry about uh, possibly, you know, getting making the result of that game something big you know, with recruiting on a given year. So we're just trying to avoid that. That's how the conversation goes. Here's how it should go. Hey, you know, we're trying to avoid the having to play Texas or Texas A&M because, you know, we don't want to lose it and have that play into recruiting on, on that given year. And then the head coach of that team should say, I've got an idea. How about we lobby to be in the same pod as A&M and we beat their ass every year, and make sure that it factors into recruiting on every single given year. Why don't we do that?
0: And then a uh, donor slaps your hand midway through yeah. that statement and says, "Shut up now."
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's it's ridiculous. You should want to destroy them, unless there's like some like backroom handshake because. Hey, you know we need to make sure all these good recruits stay in this state. Let's, you know, let's not beat up on each other and let the outside teams come in and take them. Ridiculous. Well,
0: and you know what? Maybe Sark does feel that way. Maybe even uh, Jimbo Fisher feels that way. They'll never get to make that, right. th- th- that choice, though. Especially Sark. Right. Sark could want to play a And M. He could be, you know, come on, guys, we got to play a And M. This is big for us. It'll never happen.
1: Too big of a risk. What if you lose? Not a good way to attack things. That creeps into every conversation you have. What if you lose? Wow. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, of The Rush rolls on. Keep hitting us on the text line 651 3439.
0: Teddy and Tyler telling it like it is, whether it's what you want to hear or not. Every day from 2 to 6 on the home of Sooner fans. Wake up with Toby Roland. Ah, my. Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two on this Monday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. and can help take the ease off of your staff at fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Check them out online, CavensConstruction.com, or you can give them a call. Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. A reminder... To all of our Houston listeners, I will be downtown tomorrow from the show, from 2 to 6. That's right. Uh, at the Rustic downtown, right next to the Toyota Center, I think it's the uh, exact location. So uh, if you're going to the event, the OU Coaches Caravan, show me you have the ref app, and you're going to walk away with a free t-shirt. We've been uh, throwing out those free t-shirts like crazy nice. at uh, all these caravans, so it's been a lot of fun. Muleshoe threw out a first pitch at a Dodgers game on Friday. What did you think of his form?
1: Or Saturday, see
0: it. Saturday he threw out a first I'll, I'll pitch. Or to, maybe it's Friday, Friday or Saturday.
1: I'll have it to find Friday. that uh, the pitch. Was it good, or did he throw it in the dirt?
0: Uh, I didn't see the actual pitch, but I'm about to text you a photo of what he looked like throwing a baseball, <laughs> which, as you can imagine, has a lot of people making fun of him. Oh, I bet. And um, what you're about to see is he has a he has the white Dodgers jersey on. So the Dodgers is in blue uh, lettering, and the numbers is in red. And someone uh, like did the white out on S on Dodger, and so it just says SEC Dodger on his uh, uniform. That's, That's pretty great. amazing. What do you think of his face? There, his form.
1: Um, not the best look. It's not the best, but it's not terrible. I'm trying to think. The last thing I've ever thought of when throwing a baseball is what does my face look like right now. So I can understand not having well, a great look on your face. After his
0: past uh, four or five months, however long it's been, you know what I think is going through his head right now? Oh, God, how are OU fans going to meme this one?
1: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of pressure throwing out a first pitch now. you go. You, if it goes bad, it goes bad forever. Well, especially with him. Oh, like, yeah. you know,
0: 50 Cent, whatever. I mean, I, I guess people still laugh at that, but he's going to get just destroyed by OU fans if something just doesn't go absolutely right. There's a whole lot of pressure on that.
1: Uh, there's no doubt about like,
0: it. Uh, like uh, George Bush going out to the mound to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Teddy doing the wave. Mm. Throws, throws a just strike.
1: hammers it in there. Beautiful. It, it's um, the the worst thing I think about Throwing a horrible pitch on a, on a first, like throwing out the first pitch is every time someone else horrible does it, it doesn't like take the attention away from yours. It makes everyone watch yours again, too, yes. right? That's funny, though. I wonder what the result was. It's uh, got to be pretty good. The he, guy's got to be throwing footballs all day long.
0: You think he throws footballs all day long? I yeah, don't he's a th-
1: quarterback coach.
0: I don't think he's throwing footballs. I think that he has some GA out there throwing balls or quarterbacks yeah, or whatever. maybe you're right. He, he's got his little uh, piece of paper there with all his cute trick plays, all his cute plays on there. He's not, he's not throwing <laughs> any footballs around.
1: <laughs> throwing bubble screens doesn't keep your arm strong. Is that what you're telling me? That's funny.
0: Muleshoe threw almost as bad as Fauci and Obama did on their pitches. I'm Bob from Cements. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't remember Obama's first pitch.
1: I feel like Fauci's made it about a third of the way there, right? Did I tell you that I had to pitch for my son's uh, baseball team in a tournament? Uh, what was it? Mother's Day weekend?
0: No, but I'm sure that was a disaster. Could you not find the
1: zone? Are you kidding me? I, I did exactly what I would have done in real life. I got lit up. They were hitting it all over the yard. It was great. I
0: thought you would be like, man, I was painting the corners that day. I was hitting the black on the outside <laughs> part of the plate.
1: No, I was, uh, I was serving up meatballs, and uh, they went at it. It was fun.
0: Uh, The Rustic is Awesome brisket burger or pork chop with a side of deviled eggs. Beer is cold and in fish bowls. Huh. How about that? That is going to be interesting tomorrow.
1: Wonder what
0: happens with me.
1: That's down in Houston, huh? That's
0: where I'm going to be tomorrow. Okay. For about six hours. Oh, wow. Actually, more like six hours. More like seven or eight.
1: Get ready for a barbecue served up with... Texas Toast in the shape of the state of Texas. and
0: Well, I told the barbecue place I was at in Amarillo, it said, Save Texas Barbecue on the door right when you walked in.
1: I was like, oh, gosh, really? Oh, uh, that's great.
0: Uh, text line, by the way, Air cover Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Someone laying out what the pods should be, but they only have – okay, they got 14 pods. OU, Texas, A&M, and Arkansas. I love that. That's my vote. Okay. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Bama and Auburn, cool. LSU, Missouri, Vandy, Tennessee, all right. Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tucky. I think that's that's great. I just don't want Missouri in the pod. I've stated that many times.
1: Right. Yeah. That works for me. Really, it doesn't matter if they schedule the rest of the games the way that they should. It's really not – it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but – I don't know. We'll Loving
0: see. this SEC talk. Could you guys please discuss the difference between divisions and pods? Her talk about both.
1: Well, yeah, if you do the divisions, you will you'll play your what, your seven division games, and you'll have two crossover games. So you can kiss the chance of ever playing anyone outside of your division basically goodbye. It it would take
0: Yeah forever Um, oh you fans you want to go to the swamp does that sound pretty cool well in about 15 years you'd be able to go to the swamp with the uh current structure of the conference and then adding two more teams to it
1: (laughs) right yeah so i i hope they don't do it the divisions has has been basically the way they've been able to avoid um big time matchups and and having Alabama go play other good teams in the conference on the road. I think
0: the pods with the rotating schedules and how many times you get to play at different venues, I think that for the schools and, like, for the local economies, I think that's best-case scenario, man. Sure. That you get to roll in so many new teams so fresh and so often instead of Auburn coming three times in six years, you know. Like, the first time Auburn comes here, they're going to bring a lot of fans. But if they do it two years after that, it'll be a little bit less. You know, two years even after that, you know what I mean? it would be a well, little bit less.
1: Maybe, unless, you know, it, it kind of depends on what, what you expect of the matchup on that given year. Like what your team's going to be ranked and all of that stuff. And, you know, what your opponent's going to be ranked. It, it all makes sense. But here's the thing. I think a lot of it hinges on the expanded playoff. If if you expand the playoff, then it makes taking a conference loss, playing a tougher conference schedule, way more palatable. Yeah. But if you don't expand the playoff, look for divisions and look for the avoidance of the top teams playing at all costs.
0: Georgia has never came to College Station, and they've been there for 10 years. That's on the text line. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Jeez. I know A&M has uh, – They've played at Georgia, but but Georgia's never been to College Station. That's crazy.
1: That's awful. Yeah, awful. And they're not, gonna, they're not going this year, right? They don't play Georgia, do they, this year? Um, and- no, I don't
0: think so. From one Raider ball player to another, Tyler Tebow looks like his shoulder was blown out in fifth grade. That's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess I played with this individual. I'm not sure, but not wrong.
1: Uh interesting. How about that? All right.
0: Lincoln Riley also introduced the game. It's supposed to be now it's time for Dodgers baseball, but he said now it's time for Dodger baseball. Of course he screwed it up. Is anyone shocked about that?
1: Uh I would probably say the same thing. I would probably say it's time for Dodger baseball, not Dodgers baseball. You would probably, um, what
0: the OU guy, the announcer guy says, it's football time in Oklahoma. You, you'd, probably, you, you'd probably say Norman, Oklahoma, or find a way to butcher that I'd one.
1: Say it's time for football with the Sooners. <laughs> <Something like laughs> yeah, that.
0: and everyone would be like, wait, what? <laughs>
1: Oh, wow. One
0: more. Uh, The point of pods is that you play everybody every four years, but the only teams you play every year are the three in your pod. So if you want OU Texas every year, they need to be in our pod. Also, that gives us an advantage because every other year, you are playing two away pod games, except OU will always have one road and one at home. That was a lot, but it sounds good. uh, Well...
1: the point of that what you say is yes if you believe that the sec is going to to do it to where every 4 years you you do the whole cycle if you believe that i'm willing to say okay it makes sense let's see it but you have to realize like what we're talking about now the SEC schedules to where their top te- top teams avoid playing the other top teams, especially on the road. Well,
0: Alabama, okay, right? <laughs> let's let's not give that to the whole conference. It's just Alabama that they aid.
1: It's not well. They do not have a like a set rotation to where you can predict where you're going to be. They don't do it that way. Nope. So, yes, I agree with what you're saying about pods. I mean in but you're going off of the fact that they they don't do random scheduling in your non-pod games. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned.
0: It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is.
1: First, quick shout-out to our buddies over at Roof Tech. Josh Tucker, former teammate of mine, runs the business over there doing an outstanding job. If you've got any roof issues, give them a call. Um, Dan Mullen has successfully parlayed his that. stint at Florida to uh, what was first reported as an offensive coordinator position. Now just a, uh, a resource for the football team, uh, No, not at the college level, not at the NFL level, high school, Lake Oconee Academy in Georgia uh, is where Mullen is going to be helping out now.
0: Week 10 games will not matter at that <laughs> high school. Uh, we only know that the week one through nine games actually matter. If they lose, he will use it as an excuse. So yeah, we played our
1: games. last game in early November. Um, how about this? The Reds pulled off an amazing feat, no hitter, loss. Only the sixth time in Major League Baseball history they had a no hitter and lost the See, game. See, that's 1-0. the more
0: incredible stat to me is that it's happened six times where there's a no hitter and someone is still lost. Pretty well For wild. Cincinnati Reds, they've had a tough year. It's not getting better anytime soon. It is a, it's a mess. It's like mess nine and 26 Cincinnati. or Ooh.
1: something like that. Uh, Drew Brees, right after it was announced that he's out at NBC, he puts out a statement saying that um, he doesn't know what he's going to do. Despite speculation from the media about my future this fall, I'm currently undecided. I may work for NBC. I may play football again. I may focus on business and philanthropy. I may train for the pickleball tour, senior golf tour, coach my kids, or all of the above. I'll let you know. I he, may even spend $15 million on uh, worthless jewelry.
0: Wow, uncalled for. It's just know. an unnecessary shot. Yeah, he's probably sitting back this offseason and said, wait, they got Chris Olave, first round pick, and Jarvis Landry now? Yeah. Huh, maybe I should come back because the defense, pretty, you know, New Orleans was trying to build a good defense for years and they were unable to do it. They finally built a pretty good defense. Now they got to replace Drew Brees. They got to find a quarterback. But yeah.
1: Yeah, one of the problems with the aging Drew Brees is he did not have any arm strength at all at the end of his career. Maybe some time off has, has helped some of that. Like, you know, Brady's the comparison. He looked more like Manning at the end of his career than he, yeah, did, he did uh Brady. Uh last one I've got, Jack Nicholas. Uh, you know, we got the championship coming up and he was recently on a – I think they called it a, a fireside chat. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy going on right now about the, the Live Golf Invitational uh, put on by the Saudis. I think it's Live or Live, whatever. Uh, Greg Norman is running it. Jack Nicklaus said he turned it down twice, once in writing, once verbally, for in excess of $100 million Jeez. to run that, um, that league for them. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. All right, uh, i got a few here for you. First, Union. Union's Jaden Rowe, who is going to be a freshman at OU. He he won the the weekend's 6A, won a couple events in the 6A track meet. He won the 100, Mm -hmm. ran a 1060, and won the 200 at a uh, 2109. Nice. So, already talking about a long, athletic kid. And now that you mix some speed in, talking about it with Parker earlier, that is a deadly, deadly combo for a future guy in the secondary.
1: Said it on signing day. Still believe it right now. In my opinion, the most exciting kid in that class. I think he, the upside is tremendous. You never know. He's just got, he's got some really amazing tools right now that you, know, you just don't know where he's going to end up. He may be an inside backer, he may be a cheetah player, he may be a safety. Uh he may continue to grow and turn into an edge guy. You just you don't know what he's going to become, but he's got a uh, a really good athletic base to start from. I'm excited about that kid.
0: Jim Harbaugh was recently, or at least this off season looking for a new defensive coordinator yeah. and uh per the athletic They said that uh, Harbaugh insisted that all candidates have, quote, some early game plan thoughts specifically for Michigan State on first and second downs and Ohio State on third downs, end quote. So Kenneth Walker III scored four of his five touchdowns against Michigan last year Mm. on first down last October, which is kind of interesting. And I don't know if Ohio State had a lot of success on third down or not, but Seemingly, they've been a pretty good third-down offense with their good quarterback play in the past. So He's interviewing candidates, and he said, all right, bring me some ideas of how you want to defend Michigan State on first and second, and Ohio State on third. That's a little bit unique, but I don't necessarily hate it.
1: Yeah, well, I would say, Coach, you defend Michigan State the same on first down, second down, third down, red zone, goal line, they don't have a quarterback, pile them in there, baby. Make them throw it to beat you. Uh, Ohio State, I don't know. You're going to have to think about that one a little <laughs> yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, a little bit more. It better start a with bit getting to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess uh, Deshaun Watson is taking the Browns offense to a Bahamas trip this weekend. Hey, hey! And there's some speculation on where Baker Mayfield, if he's going to go or not,
1: you think he got the invite?
0: Um, I think he got the pity invite. Yeah,
1: he's on roster.
0: It's one of those invites, Teddy, where you give him the the pity invite, but Deshaun Watson is like, "Please don't go. Please don't go. Please, please don't go." What
1: are they doing in the Bahamas? Are they going to throw and stuff? Or I, is it just? Like I feel a- like
0: it's a vacation and maybe get some massages throughout the day. Oh or something come like on! That? <laughs> what you were thinking? It everyone was thinking it.
1: I. That's fine to get a massage, to help relax on vacation. Just don't let Deshaun Watson (laughs) schedule it for you, okay?
0: Uh, I'm looking at another story here. Top 10 scenes, top 10 tailgating scenes in college football. You think, oh, you made the top 10?
1: Do I think? Oh, you made the top ten that in was a, tailgating seats. No, no,
0: LSU is one. Okay, Bama is two. All right, Michigan is three. Okay, Georgia is four. Yeah. Ohio State is five. Yeah, Florida is six. Ole Miss is down at seven. What? Notre Dame is at eight. Eh. I don't see that one.
1: It from what I remember, it was, it was, it was good. I'm shocked it's top ten. Clemson was
0: nine, and Penn State was at ten. Huh. Yeah. Ole Not Miss bad. is ranked way too low. Um, Notre Dame. I don't know. I... No Wisconsin in there. No, that's that's another big mistake.
1: How many Pac-12 teams did we pack into that top ten? Race?
0: Um. Well, the same as Big Twelve teams. Zero. Fair. Fair <laughs> point. Fair point. Yeah.
1: Huh.
0: So, it's all teams up north and down in the southeast, basically.
1: Has OU ever been a top 10 tailgate? What was it like back in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you.
0: No one's ever told you before? No. Um, Well, you know, you used to have O'Connells in a different area. Yeah. To answer your question, I don't feel like it ever has been. Really? I don't. They used to shut down the Lindsay. Well, text text line, tell us if it ever was like a big-time tailgating atmosphere.
1: Lindsay and Jenkins, they shut down that whole area. It was pretty wild, wasn't it?
0: What do you, you you're, What mean you, you're asking me or are you telling me? Yeah,
1: I've never been to a tailgate in my life.
0: I uh, i would venture to guess it's never been top 10, which okay. we'll take some ideas on how to be a better tailgating school. Is that like a flip that you can switch, though, and say, let's be a better tailgating school? Yeah. Let's make some amenities to you be a better tailgating school. Start giving out free school.
1: fireball shots. Come mm, on.
0: I like that idea. More rock and roll tequila.
1: Well, you can start by not limiting all of the places around campus to where you can tailgate, right?
0: It can't be commercialized. Right. That's 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 a main thing. And no. maybe there's some commercialized spots at some other places, but it feels like it's pretty commercialized here.
1: I feel like um when we've combined the limiting places you can tailgate and being pounded with the 11 a.m. kickoffs. I feel like the tailgate scene is taking a massive dip, but I say it's time to bounce back, baby. I'm with it. I'm Let's ready. do it. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next.
0: Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two, Cavinsconstruction.com. Let's get to as many texts as we can on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Sean says, Oh, you didn't tailgate in the 80s. That's our first one. Really? Uh, uh, I don't know. It seems like south of the dorms west of Jenkins was pretty alive and always a big party at the old O'Connells. But I did no tailgating out until I went to Tuscaloosa in 2003. Uh, people used to leave at halftime, cross the street to O'Connell's, pound a couple of Coors lights, and cross back for the third quarter. I lived in a small three-story apartment building next to O'Connell's, so I always got to use the bathroom without a line at halftime. <laughs> I, was a very, I was very popular on St. Patty's Day with friends coming over to use the bathroom.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: we have a really good tailgate-off university behind Boys House. OU's problem is the tailgating area is too spread out. Nothing can be done about, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know that nothing can be done about it. I think something can be done about it. You open up Lindsey between um what's the one that runs behind the stadium?
0: Don't ask. I mean
1: I get them all mixed I, up. I, as Asp. Do
0: I. Sh- yeah. Sure.
1: Whatever. You uh shut down Lindsey between Jenkins and Asp and uh open that sucker up. Turn it into a party. Hey. Could get pretty wild. All right, quick timeout. Oh, I was going to tell you, I saw Lincoln's first pitch. Hate to tell you, but it was perfectly thrown baseball. I don't Mm. think it was. All right, final hour of the rush coming up next. Stay tuned.